0: This crossing the Bloomberg terminal, Broadcom is said to be exploring a deal to acquire chipmaker Qualcomm. Broadcom jumped up 3.4 percent, Qualcomm up 6.7 percent. Now turning to uh, Societe Generale news, it's rare for investigations of global banks to reach the executive suites, but that's what's happening at Societe Generale, according to people familiar with the matter. The U.S. Justice Department's investigation into interest rate manipulation at Global is piercing the executive suite with prosecutors scrutinizing the activities of senior officials of the French bank. The case is one of three major U.S. criminal investigations of SocGen. The bank said today that it is in talks to settle the cases involving allegations that bank officials bribed Libly- Libyans to win investment deals and that it manipulated the LIBOR interest rate. Joining us is one of our favorite guests, Robert Hockett, professor at Cornell Law School. Bob, the government has collected documents suggesting that executives were aware that bankers there were submitting fake U.S. dollar LIBOR rates. Tell us about those.
1: Yeah, so this is actually very important, um, and it's, it's full significance. I guess there are a couple of interpretations we can put on it. I'll get to that in a moment. So the key the key points here, the key facts are, for, first of all, um, of course, the LIBOR rate is, is what I've written about elsewhere as a systemically important price or index, right? I call these things sippies. These are highly important because they serve as benchmarks for many other pricing decisions that are made out there, and yet at the same time, they're controlled by very small numbers of people, basically cartels or clubs. That means in turn that those things are highly manipulable, and when they're manipulated, they can be used, of course, than the cheap people, essentially to engage in forms of fraud, insider trading, that kind of thing. So the allegation is that lower downs, uh, down at at, at SockGen, we're actually doing this. We're manipulating LIBOR in 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 that kind of classic way. Uh, And that's not all that uncommon. Indeed, there's been a lot of litigation about this. Lots of banks have been accused of doing this. The key point here, though, is that we now have a kind of smoking gun that suggests that people in the executive suite, right at the very top were we're at least aware or should have been aware of the fact that this was going on, there is, in other words, no longer plausible deniability because at least one person uh, lower down at Sock gen sort of blew the whistle, sent an email to an executive, and the executive acknowledged receipt of that email, actually wrote back. And so we know then that there is at the very least constructive and probably act, you know actual knowledge at, among the higher-ups about what was going down farther below.
0: Well, Bob, the government's already indicted two lower-level employees in this case, haven't they? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, so we, they've already uh, indicted lower uh, employees, and it, it seems highly unlikely that we're actually going to be able to prosecute them, because France is not actually cooperating with extradition here. Uh, they have various reasons that they give, and so it looks as though it's going to be very difficult for U.S. authorities actually to kind of get custody of or jurisdiction, personal jurisdiction, over these people. But it's nevertheless helpful for the DOJ uh, to file indictments, not only really against these people, but now against the higher-ups as well, because the thought is that this will uh, put a bit more pressure on SOCGEN to settle with the DOJ rather than to continue to say, you know, you na know, na 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 nah, you can't get me, I'm over in France. <laughs>
0: Are they actually saying na 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 in the negotiations?
1: <laughs> well, I think they would say no 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 no. <laughs> so I might put it that way. <laughs> um,
0: so today we have uh Gen announcing that it is in negotiations um, mm-hmm. after it set aside more than two point five billion dollars in mm-hmm. reserves for mm-hmm. uh, settling legal affairs. So did it did this do the trick then?
1: Yeah, I think this suggests that the pressure strategy might be paying off. The thing about SOGGEN is it's thus far managed to avoid uh, having to deal with or to pay, pay the piper, so to speak, the DOJ. Um, notwithstanding the fact that many of its global competitors, such as Deutsche Bank uh, uh, and Barclays, uh, have indeed had to do this. Had, they have had to pay the piper, so to speak. So uh, it's looking as though they themselves are feeling the pressure now, too. And as you know, their share price has taken a significant hit uh, ever since yesterday's announcement and even more, I think, since this morning's. Uh, so it might very well be that the strategy, the DOJ strategy here is paying off.
0: Bob, why is France not really cooperating with the United States on these cases?
1: There are a couple of reasons. Uh, One of the reasons is a sort of an innocent uh, reason, or at least has the the form of an innocent reason, and the other one's a little bit less so. Uh, The innocent reason is that French claim to uh, uh, balk at some of our procedures, which they think some of our judicial procedures, which they think are violative of certain basic human rights. I don't know that they're actually serious about that. That might be textual. It looks as though the real reason, or at least uh, a less noble-sounding reason, at least, is they've definitely been smarting over the fact that U.S. prosecutors have been going after other French banks that have been accused of violating various uh, legal provisions. And the the French are are heard saying that this is harming our economy, harming our financial institutions, and so forth. In that case, if that's that's the real motivator, then it looks like kind of uh, bare economic nationalism.
0: Bob, this alleged misconduct happened from May of 2010 to October of 2011, and that is nearly a year after LIBOR manipulation was targeted by authorities at other banks. So Mm-hmm. is it it's true that they it didn't deter them at all
1: i think it's it, it, it. Oftentimes, um, you know, one institution might think that it's somehow going to avoid scrutiny when other institutions are nevertheless attracting it. Uh, this is a, a, a sort of a common—I guess you could think of this as a sort of cognitive bias—that oftentimes fraudsters or manipulators, um, they have uh, maybe uh, an overabundance of self-confidence, let's say, the, the same kind of arrogance that's required uh, uh, to uh, impel you into engaging in these sorts of behaviors in the first place. Oftentimes, also have you thinking that you're above the law or that you—you know—you you can outwit your Opponents and can't possibly be caught. Well, Bob,
0: do you think that I mean? Do you think that the way that this is going to play out is that, um, despite French intransigence and there, you know, we may see more indictments or at least some kind of settlement in all these cases?
1: I think we probably will, because if you think about it, ultimately, it really doesn't matter that much whether we can actually get personal jurisdiction over the individual human beings. If it's possible, actually, to indict the institutions themselves, uh, uh, that's very bad press for them. And then they tend to suffer uh, in the markets, as we're seeing, of course, today and yesterday. And so they ultimately come around, even if we're not able, actually, ultimately, to attach uh, personal jurisdiction to the individual human beings who are uh, ultimately responsible.
0: Baba, what would be the impact of the view of the bank, uh, Sokjen, if some senior your officials were actually indicted?
1: I think it would be it would be earth-shaking, maybe. It might be a slight exaggeration, but it would, be, it would be highly significant because, as you know, it's very, very rare uh, to get the people up at the top because there are so many layers uh, between them and those below that they usually have some kind of uh, plausible deniability, or it might not be plausible, but it's at least legally plausible, even if not sort of, you know. We have, you know, an actual smoking gun where we can actually say, "People at the very top, you definitely knew this, or at least uh, are, are, are reasonably charged with knowledge of it, because you actually got notice." And we have it right here in print.
0: It's, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a, a, an interesting case, and we'll be consulting with you as we go along. Thanks, as always. That's Robert Hockett, professor at Cornell Law School. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back Monday at 1 p.m. Wall Street time and hope you will be as well. Thanks to our producer, David Sucherman, and our technical director, Chris Tricomi. You can listen to the latest legal topics and news on our Bloomberg Law podcast. Just go to iTunes, SoundCloud, or Bloomberg.com slash podcast slash law. And you can always find the latest legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com, plus a website for the legal community at BigLawBusiness.com. Attorneys, you can find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Coming up on Bloomberg, Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson. They'll be talking about the October jobs report, among other things. I'm June Grosso with Michael Best. Have a great weekend. This is Bloomberg.